Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season, my co-host Kelly will be watching my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, for the very first time, and I'm the expert. Let's dive in. So I'm feeling a lot of emotions right now. <laughs> we'll get to them. We'll get to them. We have to oh my gosh. pick up where we left off. Leah's still in tears. Oh, God. So where we left off in episode three, they had just formed the fellowship. They are leaving Rivendell to go on their quest to Mordor, the nine men of the fellowship. So Kelly, pick us up from there. <laughs> I'm still reeling. Are you upset too? I didn't cry. I'm sure you cried. I did. I mean, if you've watched it, you probably know which part we stopped. Uh, yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get to the emotions of that section. <laughs> no spoilers. Let's just move forward. So basically, the heroes set off on their journey. I have to say, so far out of the sections that we've done, this section right here with this montage was incredibly boring for me. <gasps> No. A lot of time is passing. Not much is happening. The hobbits are learning how to fight. The dwarf is like, hey, let's go underground and like visit my cousin. He's cool as hell. And <laughs> Gandalf's like, dude, no, I'm not doing that. That's a terrible idea. And I was laughing because I was like, he's totally ripping on him for not having good judgment on if that's a fun place to go to. Although we find out later that there's a good reason for that. Yeah. At one point, this big swarm of birds comes. They got to like change their path. And then they have to start going through this snowy mountain. Which, at this point, I was baffled. I knew you were going to hate this part and be like, why the F would they go through the snow? <laughs> yeah, I was miserable during this part. I hate the cold. I hate the snow. And I'm just seeing Frodo and his hobbit friends barefoot. I know, no jackets. These guys are so cold right now. I was very upset on their behalf that nobody thought to tell them to pack a jacket. I'm just cold just thinking about it. I was very upset about that. So then the evil birds report back to Saruman. For some reason, he like knows everything that Gandalf is gonna do like I guess they just know each other very well because he's like what are you gonna do when the mountain fails you and then he starts doing magic this would be like if I turned against you I would know your every move (laughs) (laughs) so he's starting to bring down the mountain Gandalf's screaming stuff and like I assume casting spells and there's this avalanche it covers all of them in snow and everyone's like we have to go back we have to go back and Gandalf's like dude I'm not going underground that place sucks (laughs) and you know eventually it comes to a head and he's like "All right, the ring bearer gets to decide where to go and Frodo's like I want to go underground F the snow I'm done he's like I'm over the snow (laughs) also how about Legolas just like walking on top of the snow and everyone else is like buried like chest deep I didn't notice that (laughs) (laughs) I actually feel pretty good about this because I feel like my Skyrim knowledge has really helped me understand a little bit about the different races and stuff and it, it totally makes sense to me that the elves are like the super quiet graceful bowmen and like the dwarves are like the super heavy weapon kind of guys. I know I keep on saying it about Skyrim, but this is just really hyping me up for Skyrim. But the Dwarven Ruins, that's in Skyrim too. Yeah. (laughs) So before we get to the Dwarven Ruins, they decide to go down to the mines and then they go underground. There's this doorway that's supposed to open by the moon and then it says, I think it said, say friend and enter. Speak friend and enter. And Gandalf's like, oh, I know the password. It's all good. And then he's just like entering in his password and it's just not working and he can't figure out how to reset the password. So that's going on for like a while. Also, Bill the Pony. Did you cry, Leah? Be honest. I did not cry at that (laughs) moment because Bill knows the way home. Yeah, Bill does know the way home. But I was like, why is the only normal name the name of the 
horse. Bill. And Bill is a character in the book. Really? Oh, I love Bill. Yeah. Yeah, I made a little sad face of my Bill the Pony note because I'm sad he's gone. But you know what? I think he would have died, so I'm glad. Yeah. So then Frodo's like, dude, this riddle is easy. You just have to say friend in Elvish. And then they do, and it works. But then there's this monster in the water. Before we get to the monster, there was something I wanted to say in the last episode that I think is worth saying here, that there are a lot of Easter eggs to The Hobbit. Is there a Hobbit film? There are three Hobbit films. We don't speak of them. We're not watching them. Listeners, yell at us. We are not going to be doing The Hobbit on this podcast because I don't like the film. What if I love them? Ah, Please don't. But in the books, there's one section where Bilbo outwits these trolls and he turns the trolls into stone. You actually see the trolls in this film when Frodo has been stabbed. Yeah, when Frodo was dying, there was like this troll kind of like hovering over him. And I was like, that's a cool little background feature. Those are the trolls that Bilbo defeated in The Hobbit is number one. Number two, Mithril, which is the armor that Frodo has, and Sting, the sword, are things that Bilbo found during The Hobbit. Also, Balin, who is Gimli's cousin, who they're going to see in the mines, Balin is one of the dwarfs that went on the adventure with Bilbo. And so is Gloin. So it's Gimli, son of Gloin. Oh, that's so fun. Gloin, what a name. I know, that's a crazy name. (laughs) And then the last one, I would say, with this riddle thing, you know, saying, oh, you know, it's a riddle, speak, friend, and enter. The section of the Hobbit book where Bilbo actually gets the ring is a chapter called Riddles in the Dark. Mm -hmm. It's a scene with him in Gollum's cave and they're playing a riddle game. And it's basically, if Bilbo wins the riddle game, then Gollum has to show him the way. And if he loses the riddle game, then Gollum kills him. And he ends up outwitting him and in the process also steals the ring. Oh my gosh. Those are all the Hobbit Easter eggs. And okay, so the door opens, this monster comes. I'm assuming it's a Kraken. I mean, the monster is being lurky and evil and stuff, but we don't get to see him yet. But they go into the mine and Gimli's like getting really hyped up. And he's like, you guys will see this hospitality. We're cool as hell. It's gonna be a party. I think it was Gandalf who said, this is no mine. It's a tomb. No, it was Baromir who said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, somebody said it. Then the monster's like, all right, I'm coming to attack now. Chooses that moment to grab onto Frodo. Chaos ensues. I didn't write too much about this. It was just yeah. like a monster thrashing around in the water. Everyone's trying to kill him. He's about to eat Frodo and then he gets his arm cut off and then they run into the mine. He tries to follow them, but I guess he kind of like closes it in on himself. So then they're like, all right, I guess we have no choice. We have to move forward. Yeah. Gandalf says, a four-day journey through, which sucks. (laughs) So they start trekking through, and at this point, I was just like, I'm playing Skyrim right now. That's what's going on. Then there's like a three-way fork in the road at one point, and Gandalf is like, I don't know this place, and he's just lost and confused. And then Frodo sees Gollum, and Gandalf is like, yeah, he's been following us for days. Like, don't even... Don't worry about him. (laughs) And Frodo's like, uh, he should be murdered. He should be killed. Bilbo should have killed him. And he was just like, I don't know. He was being a little pissy. And then Gandalf puts him in his place. And he's like, who are you to say who should live and who should die? I do love this part where he says, pity is what stayed Bilbo's hand. Yeah. Ooh, I just got chills at that. Because if you also think about like what we know about Bilbo so far, Bilbo easily could have become Gollum. Yeah. He easily could have gone down that route if he had kept the ring.
right. It almost started to a he little started bit. started to a little, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't remember the exact wording, but Gandalf said something about how Gollum might serve an important purpose in the fate of other people, mm-hmm. which I thought yeah. was really interesting. And then Frodo's like looking like an idiot for being like, oh, he should be killed. Being mean, yeah. <laughs> and then Frodo says he hates his adventure, which I felt really bad for him about. Because I was yeah. like, oh, like I would hate that too. He's like, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I would want to go home too and just eat my eight meals a day. <laughs> and then Gandalf is like, oh, they're there. It's all good. You're on your right path. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, I know which way to go. I totally remember now. He's just randomly like, oh, this one doesn't smell. Let's go there. No comment on that terrible judgment or why he waited presumably several hours, right? I just think Gandalf has a really interesting way of figuring things out. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of his timing. I, this might be a dumb question, but is it the same actor who was... Dumbledore? No, it's not. But it's the same okay. actor who was Magneto. His name is Ian McKellen. He is an icon. Also a gay icon. We love him. I also haven't seen X-Men. Oh, God. <laughs> this podcast will never end. <laughs> There's some parts that felt very familiar. I felt like him telling Elijah Wood, who also happens to look like Daniel Radcliffe, like, oh, they're there. It's your path. And I used to have a huge crush on Daniel Radcliffe, too. I kind of do, too, honestly. I was more of a Tom Felton gal myself. But in the later years, I think Daniel Radcliffe has really grown on me. So anyway, (laughs) he goes down this path that doesn't smell bad. And he's like, yeah, no, I knew it all along. I just didn't want to say it for some stupid reason. And then they go into Dwarf City, which is like actually really cool. There's like pillars everywhere. Place is huge. I was very filled with awe when I saw it. I was very impressed. So then Gimli like looks over and he like sees like a weird light path and he like runs over and starts screeching and it turns out his cousin is dead and that was his coffin and I felt really sad for him in that moment. I was thinking Leah's definitely sobbing I right wasn't. Now. No, I didn't cry. I only okay. cried once during the section. I'm sure you know when. I know when. I know <laughs> but when. I also loved like Gandalf's line. He was like, well, I guess he's dead then. Just like really nonchalantly. (laughs) Yeah. And then he picks up this massive book, which is, I guess, a ledger. Like they're just kind of explaining what's going on in there. And he's like reading it. It's very ominous. And then one of the two idiot hobbits, Merry and Pippin. Be nice to them. They're cute. But, you know, they're just one of the the dumb ones. Pippin is the one who's more of the dummy. And Gandalf says this line and he says it a couple times throughout the film's fool of a took because his last name is took. Actually, and this is a moment where I want to interject and say there are moments in the extended edition that I really don't like that have to deal with Gandalf's relationship to Pippin. In this moment, he's pretty rude to him. He says, you should throw yourself down the well. Yeah. He says like, you should have just thrown yourself down the well. In the extended edition, there are at least like two or three more times where he just says really awful things to him that I just find a little unforgivable. And you see how much Pippin really loves him and respects him. So I just think those moments were taken out for a reason and I appreciate that they were taken out. Sorry, sorry, super fans who don't agree with me, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, you're gonna have some angry tweets. No, but I I did feel bad in that moment because he made one of the skeletons fall down the well and Gandalf was so mad at him and he was like, you should have just killed yourself, which is honestly one of the worst things you could say to a person. Yeah, just horrible. It's just so Yeah, so that happens and then (laughs) the 
girl's just really quiet, which is hilarious. And then there starts to be this like noise coming and they're like, "Uh uh-oh, the orcs are coming. And then at one point somebody else says, oh no, they brought a cave troll, which I was like- Baramir said that. Yeah. (laughs) You seem to not remember anything Sean Bean said. Blocking him out of my mind. I don't know why, but I I guess he just looks so similar to Aragorn that I'm like struggling to tell them. But in tense moments, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Because they just have a similar vibe. Speaking of tense moments, there's this big tense moment where they're pounding on the door. They've locked themselves into this area and they like know that they have to fight. Everyone's holding their weapons. They're at the ready. And then the door bangs open and all of these orcs start pouring out and fighting. And for a second, the hobbits are like a little stunned and they don't know what to do. But then they actually like jump into action. I was impressed with that. Aside from Frodo, the other three really do well in tough situations. They're brave. Yeah, they really are. And then the cave troll comes in, which is, by the way, terrifying. And it looks a lot like the troll from Harry Potter. Again, J.K. Rowling just out here stealing. Stealing. (laughs) Every single thing that happens in this movie, I'm like, dang, J.K. Rowling was very inspired. (laughs) Oh, at one point, the hobbits start fighting with pots and pans, and I found that moment to be hilarious. And rocks. They'll just pick up anything. Yeah, they were throwing rocks, but they were so small compared to the troll that I thought for a minute that they were pieces of bread, and I was like, why are they wasting their food? They would never. Yeah, no, they would never do that. Neither would I. (laughs) And then Frodo gets grabbed by the troll, which I was laughing about again because everyone's just grabbing Frodo by the leg and just dangling him. So that seems to be a recurring theme. And then Strider comes, starts fighting, and then he gets like knocked aside. I don't know if he gets knocked unconscious or whatever, but Frodo's freaking out. And then Frodo gets stabbed. Again. Yeah, again. And everything is like in slow-mo, which I mean, very choppy slow-mo. Did you think he was going to die at this moment? No, because I knew he had the armor underneath. And I was like, why is this such a an important moment? For a second, I was like, are they making this such a big moment because he never put on that chain mail? But then I was thinking, but why, why else would they have mentioned it? That's so silly. So I was actually a little annoyed. I felt like I was cheated in that moment. Lord of the Rings people, they're just trying to stress me out, trying to pretend to kill Elijah Wood over and over again. And I'm not sure why. They knew you were watching. They're like, Kelly will be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Before we find out that he's still alive, Merry and Pippin go nuts on this troll. And I was like, wow, again, they're being really brave. They were like sitting on his shoulders, hitting him. And I was like, you know what? Those are some good guys. They're still idiots though, but maybe they're not so bad. So then the whole team kind of works together. They kill the troll. He falls down. And then Frodo wasn't even hurt because he had his mithril on. Gandalf was even like, oh, another surprise. I wasn't surprised by that. I thought that was going to be an obvious, like a second later, like he would be like, huh, gotcha. So I don't know why he pretended to die just to stress out his friends for no reason. I'm not sure either. You're right. So then they have like this moment where they're just chilling, whatever. But then they hear, oh, oh, more monsters are coming. We have to run. So then they start running and oh my, this is the point where I started getting stressed. I was bored in the beginning, but then after the troll fight and then this moment. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think like them getting into the mines, that section is a little, little boring compared yeah. to the rest of the film. Because you're not like getting a ton of information. Yeah. But this is the battle, you know. This was crazy. Oh my gosh. Literally, it seemed like I'm terrible at numbers, but it did seem like possibly thousands of these orcs just like coming up. And I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Orcs and goblins, I think. They were like crawling up through like the cracks and crawling down like little bugs. It was Mm -hmm. honestly gross. And I was really invested in this moment. And then they get surrounded. And for some reason, just like, you know, in real life, this would totally happen that the bad guys pause before they decide to kill you. Oh, yeah. Always. (laughs) Very, very natural. Yeah. So there's this moment of pause. And then we hear like a growling sound. 
and there's like a weird light coming and all of the orcs and goblins get scared and they run away and still decide, you know what, we're not going to bother killing this guy on the way out. We're just going to run in the other direction, which was, again, I think a little movie-esque. But also when you see the Balrog, that thing is scary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that guy is scary. So they do that. And then here's another moment that actually really annoyed me because there's this moment, I think it was actually Sean Bean that said it because for some reason I'm blocking out who said it, but someone was like, what is this manner of monster? And Gandalf was just silent, silent for like a good 30 seconds. And then he's like, oh, it's a Balrog. It's a demon of the ancient world. And then he's like, run. And I was like, why did you wait 30 seconds to say that? That's 30 seconds of valuable time that you were just sitting there thinking about running. Why'd you do that? He was just so stunned by what was happening. But he knew from the start because that's why he kept on saying he didn't want to come down to the underground. So I was annoyed with him in that moment. Well, back to that meme from the very beginning of the film where Elijah Wood says, all right, keep your secrets then. Gandalf is just full of secrets. He doesn't like to share information. (laughs) He really doesn't until it's convenient for the plot. Then they're going down this staircase and there's like a crack in it. So they have to start jumping over and everyone jumps over, but then the bridge splits. I love this part. Aragorn and Frodo are separated from the group. And there's another just really tense moment where we're like trying to figure out, are they going to make it over? And the piece of staircase is swaying, but then it eventually gets closer and they jump over and they're all good. But then the Balrog shows up. Big, terrifying fire demon. So scary. Looks very scary. Everybody crosses the bridge and then Gandalf stops and he's like, you shall not pass. And that was another thing that I recognize people say that a lot. Another meme. (laughs) So he's doing that. He collapses the bridge with his magic. He like had this whole speech about how he's like a firebringer or something, but I wasn't really listening. It's such a good speech. He's like, I am a servant of the fire. (laughs) I was still annoyed at him for waiting 30 seconds before telling everybody to run. Honestly, he would still be alive to this day if he didn't wait those 30 seconds. So I know. It's his own fault. It's his own fault for dying. So he collapses the bridge. The demon falls, but he's got this fire whip and he like grabs on to him before he dies. Did you think he was in the clear like when the Balrog fell? Yeah. The sound of that whip honestly just gives me such chills because you have this moment of peace and you're like, okay, it's over. And then that that whip sound gets me every time. So then he's struggling. And then I I was a little confused. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I genuinely didn't know that he was going to die because a part of me was thinking like they saw him, he caught on. So he didn't just fall. And then he was like scrabbling to get up. And then he just, he was like, run you fools. And then he fell and died. He actually says, fly you fools. Oh, my bad. There is a major quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, plot hole that leads back to this moment. But we'll talk (laughs) about it when we're done with the third movie. Just wanted to leave that there for the viewers that I will bring it back. It is a plot hole because none of them can fly. Very disrespectful (laughs) of him to say that. He should have said, run you fools. He should have, but he said fly. I would have written this better. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So Frodo starts screaming and then he gets carried away like a little child, which I thought was really cute. With his legs and arms just Yeah, and he was flailing. So then they all get outside and all of the hobbits are just sobbing. And this was the closest that I was to crying. And I think I really needed a moment after we were done watching because I needed to compose myself. And I also knew that you were probably crying your eyes out. (laughs) So everyone's super devastated. Frodo is really just taking it hard. He is not happy about this situation. And then Aragorn is like, dude, we gotta go. And Sean Bean is like, no, like give them a minute. They just lost somebody that they love. And he's like, nah, we gotta go. Right. And also in this moment too, what I loved about it, the imagery, first of all, is them running out into this beautiful, like picturesque landscape, Mm -hmm. like stunning 
stunning. So it's like they were so close to making it through the mines. And I have to give it up to Sam, Pippin, and Mary. They are incredible criers. It's also you have to think about their lives and growing up in the Shire and never leaving home. They've never experienced something like this before. It was very interesting seeing them cry because like you said, they're very powerful criers. It kind of just made me think just the way that they look, how small they are and how they almost have this like cherub kind of look to them. Like they just feel so innocent and that moment felt like such a loss of their innocence. Like they were truly devastated in that moment. And even after you said Mm -hmm. like he said that really rude thing to Pippin and he still like loves and cherishes this person so much that it was a devastating moment for everybody. Yeah. And in this section as well you see Boromir who you know has conflict with Aragorn and he gives us some evil vibes but he has a really caring touch when it comes to the hobbits. The way he was teaching Merry and Pippin to fight and they were like wrestling at the beginning and he was the one that said give them a second. I feel like it's so interesting to see that these hobbits are technically grown men but there's something that's like so small and cute and innocent about them that people just feel this need to protect them. And I do too. Oh my gosh, I'm in love with all of them. I know, I love them all. Maybe not the idiots so much. Like, I still really appreciate them. They're my two favorites. You said Sam was your favorite, you liar. You just keep <laughs> okay, on well, saying everybody's your favorite. Sam is my favorite <laughs> character, but I think Mary and Pippin have the best character arc throughout the three films. I'm excited for you to see, like, where they go, because I think they're the two that, of everybody in the Fellowship, kind of did not know what they were getting into. I know Frodo understood it. Sam knew he wanted to protect Frodo and I think that Merry and Pippin were just like we want to have some fun let's do this thing like I don't think they really at this point in the story understand the severity of what they've signed up for but I think losing Gandalf really brings that home for them change that perspective yeah oh I still love Sam so much (laughs) I'm so excited for you to watch all the films oh my gosh (laughs) don't start crying again if he dies I'm gonna be very upset (laughs) oh no well now I see and you know what I'm actually happy that Gandalf died because I like when there are stakes in a movie or book series where you know that the main characters are not safe. You know, some of my favorite books have it where even if the character dies, they magically come back to life. Mm. It gets to be a little frustrating, but I like when the stakes are real. Like if somebody dies, that's it. Well, I mean, I'm saying that now. I don't know if he's going to come back to life. I would be a little annoyed if he did. And I also (laughs) like the death of Gandalf changing Aragorn's motivations because Aragorn is sort of this like exiled prince. This person who could retake the throne of Gondor if Mm -hmm. men wanted him. But I don't think at this point in the story he has accepted that role or chosen to be the leader. Because Gandalf is the leader of their group. But now that Gandalf is gone... And then he immediately jumps into that position. Exactly. He jumps into the position of being the leader and saying, we have to go. I need to take the leadership of this group. Because if he doesn't, then Boromir is going to. And we don't trust Boromir to be the leader. So Good of him to step up. It was definitely a harsh moment where he had to do that. But I think that's what makes a good leader is being able to step up when it's like hard to say, like, I know that you're trying to mourn this person, but like you don't have time right now. Definitely a boring beginning to this section and definitely an intense ending. Yeah. Was really not expecting that. I have to say, I was shocked to see. And if a character dies, it's going to be the end of the movie. But we still have a lot to go. I don't know how much left of this journey they have to go, but is the whole trilogy them making their way over to Mount Doom? Actually, don't tell me. I mean, but you'll see how it all leads off at the end of this film. It leaves a lot open-ended of, okay, what could the second film 
bring us, you know? Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking about it, you know, as a human and not a hobbit who they obviously have way better lives than us, but I would hate this. I would hate this journey. <laughs> you really would. I hate travel. I feel like you would actually enjoy it. You're a big traveler. Yeah, I know. I Because you're saying like you identify with the hobbits and I'm kind of thinking like, which race do I identify with? Probably the elves, I would have Certainly to say. Certainly not the hobbits because I could just stay home and eat my food and be happy and barefoot for the rest of my life. I don't even have to leave my apartment. I'm good. And <laughs> you're, you're just out here like, oh, I want to go backpacking through the world. <laughs> yeah, I think I would probably be an elf. That seems right for me. That's fair. I don't know enough about them yet, but I'll, I'll cast my judgment when I'm ready. Perfect. All right. Well, it's time for us to continue watching the film and get our final thoughts of The Fellowship of the Ring. Do you have any like major predictions of how you think the film? I feel like at this point, it's hard to make major predictions. I, I was going to say, I don't think there's anything I because I have no idea what's going to happen next. I assume there's just going to be more travel. I don't think anybody else is going to die in this movie. So that's going to be my main prediction. But other than that, I feel like the goal of the group kind of keeps on shifting. I know right now their point is to go to Mount Doom, but for almost the first hour and a half, we didn't know what the final end goal of the movie was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at first it was just get to Rivendell. It's hard to guess what the next turn is going to be. There has to be a big climax. I don't know who is going to be involved in that big moment unless Sauron comes back to life or something. I don't know. Well, at this point, too, we haven't seen Saruman in a while since he tried to take down the mountain and the orcs and the Urukai. We haven't seen them yet. So, but overall, can you say like you're liking the film? You're intrigued? I'm really enjoying it. It definitely has the feel of the movies of that time. Like, it definitely feels like those kind of epic fantasy stories that I grew up with. So it's very surprising that I didn't watch it. I think it would have been one of the things that I meld into my personality if I had watched it. Which is, it's actually kind of sad that I didn't watch it until now. But I think now I actually have a better appreciation for film. Yeah. So I, I think I'm picking up more than I would have if I had watched it for the first time as a kid. There's so much that you're picking up on that I, in my first watch, didn't. Just because, like, you are watching it with a critical eye because we're talking about it. And I can give you, like... Like the backstories on stuff. Yeah. I love this, right? This is great. <laughs> and I'm actually having so much fun watching it like this. We got to watch a bunch of movies like this. And lucky for you and everybody in the audience, there are so many films that I have not seen. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, same. If you have any recommendations of films that we could watch on this podcast, hit us up on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. And make sure you come back next week because the adventure continues. You've been listening to the It's All Geek to Me podcast, hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also find us on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week. <laughs>